Welcome to Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness. Mindfulness is the tool available to everyone that empowers us to direct our life experiences. I am MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creator, philosopher, and your guide through easy-to-use mindfulness tools, conscious reality creation, and other devices for unselfish self-awareness. This week's topic, what are we doing and why? What are we doing and why are infrequently asked questions, and yet they are the answer to veritably everything that is our life, the universe, and everything. Do you ever just find yourself stopping in the middle of whatever's going on and going, what am I doing? And then, when you get the answer, does it sometimes raise the additional question of, and why am I doing it? Well, I don't know about you, but once in a while, I'll find that I've gotten so caught up in my habits, in my rote and my routine behaviors, that before I know it, I'm doing something and wondering why I'm doing it. How come this is what I'm doing? What's this all about? So how does this even happen? Well, there are lots and lots of reasons why this happens. Sometimes it's just plain distraction. We are so easily distracted. We have these phenomenal tools, our smartphones, our tablets, our computers. These are the best distraction machines ever devised by humankind. I mean, come on. Who doesn't get distracted by their phone from time to time? Who doesn't find themselves surfing the internet and going down a rabbit hole they had no intent of going down and, oh wait, um, where did an hour go? And before we know it, we've lost track of our time. Likewise, let's say you're driving and you're bored because the road is just covering your mind. Before you know it, you're chewing on your fingernails, something that you said you'd stop doing or something that you don't intend to do. And before you know it, you're going, um... What, what is this? Why am I doing this? What am I doing? Why am I doing it? And this can be really disconcerting, especially if it's something that we really would rather not be doing. So these are problems we run into when it comes to our lives and the things that we're trying to do. And we don't even realize that we're doing things by rote and routine and they become so ingrained in our system that we just do them. And yet, they might be things we'd really rather not be doing. Now, sometimes there are obligations and there are expectations that we've set up for ourselves that must be met in some form or other. When you have kids and you commit yourself to raising them and taking care of them, there are going to be things that you must do that you probably would really rather not be doing. But that's something you chose to do. For certain jobs that we take, it's the same idea. You're committed to something, to time, to energy, to effort that maybe you'd really rather not be, but it's what you have to do. It's what you must do. So the answer becomes, what am I doing? And why am I doing it? Because... Well, because it's what I do. And yet, how often do we actually stop and ask ourselves these questions? How do we reclaim the answer? Because the truth is, we are each entitled to our own answer. Now, let me cover something very important about entitlement. I want to digress here because this is important. Way too many people believe in entitlement as making them better, more capable, more able, more worthy and deserving. That's not true. Nobody 
is entitled to anything that disempowers anybody else, that causes anyone else intentional hurt or harm, or takes away the good of somebody else's life. That's not how this works. The things that we are entitled to are basically along the lines of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, that might seem really idealistic and kind of lofty, but when all is said and done, that's pretty much what it all boils down to, is the idealistic and the lofty. We all have conscious awareness. We are all composed of our conscious minds, our subconscious minds, and our egos. Each of us has the ability to choose the paths we desire to walk in this life, and this is what I write about on a regular basis in path walking. We can choose how we want our life to be, how we desire for our life to go. We are entitled to make those choices, but, and this is the key thing about entitlement, nobody is entitled to do something hurtful, harmful, or otherwise that impacts anybody else because this is an abundant universe. We do not live in a world of limited pie. There aren't eight slices of pie for everybody on the planet. There is so much pie that if you close your eyes, you'll be buried by it. It's not an issue, and yet we treat it like it is, and that's what entitlement becomes, and that's not at all what entitlement in this ideal is. And that's why I'm going on this digression here, because I think it's important to address this, because we often neglect it, and we get into these places where we think that X, Y, and Z is selfish, when in fact it's really not, because self-care and self-awareness are not selfish. Okay, getting back on track here. So how do we reclaim things when we stop and say, well, what am I doing, and why am I doing it? One way to do this is via mindfulness. Mindfulness is a product of the present. It is a matter of the here and now. And the best way to be consciously aware of all of who and what we are, our thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions, is to ask questions such as, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? How am I feeling? And along this line, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And I'd like to also add, what's the intent of these things I'm doing? It's all too easy to lose sight of what we're doing, why we're doing it, or the intention behind it. And a lot of times when we're working from habit or working in the rote and the routine or we're letting our subconscious mind do the driving for whatever reason, we lose sight of this. In order to reclaim our self-awareness and our mindfulness and our conscious mind, we need to ask these questions. Because as soon as you ask, what am I thinking? Well, now you're asking yourself, what am I thinking? And you've just entered your conscious mind. Same thing for what am I feeling? Same thing for what am I doing? And then, mindfully, we know who, what, where, how, and why we are. Getting these answers lets us work out what we're doing, why we're doing it, and the intentions behind it. When we don't ask, we don't know, do we? I think that we can trace a lot of this back to our childhood, and a lot of it can be traced back to our schooling, specifically when we get into grade school. As children, before we start going to school, we ask endless questions. We will ask some of the most ridiculous questions and also some of the deepest questions of our parents up until we go to school. Then we're still asking questions, but it becomes structured and it becomes routine in a certain way that you really only ask questions when you're prompted 
to ask questions. Then, as we get into middle school and high school, suddenly the people who ask questions are the nerds, the geeks, the socially awkward, and the cool kids don't ask questions. They get snide, and they are snarky and take your pick. So we stop asking questions because we want to fit in, and we don't want to rock the boat. When we get to college, when we get into our adulthood, now it comes down to the questions having a much deeper meaning. And we start analyzing the questions more as well as the answers. And because we analyze them the way that we do, we don't ask them in the same way. We don't ask them in a most pure way. Sometimes we ask a question not really looking for the real answer. That's where rhetorical questions come from. Before you know it, the idea of asking questions becomes kind of weird. And so we don't ask quite so many questions. And then, just to add a little insult to this injury, we tend to ask questions about the things without, the things we encounter in the world, life, the universe, and everything. We don't ask about ourselves. We don't ask questions about how we're feeling and what we're thinking. That becomes increasingly infrequent. And before you know it, you're stuck going, well, what am I doing and why am I here? Why am I doing this? And this is one of the things that asking questions can help us to resolve. But now we come to the next problem. The answer to the question is never constant. The one and only constant in the entire universe is change. Change is guaranteed. It can and it will happen because it's always happening. Who you were five years ago is not who you are now. Close, but it's not the same. Hell, to a large degree, who you were yesterday isn't who you are today. And that's one of the most frustrating things about these questions is, what am I doing is different today than it was yesterday, and it's going to be different tomorrow than it is today in all probability. There might be similarities to the question, there might be similarities to your circumstance, but the truth is that the answers are always changing. And let's face it, change terrifies people in so many ways. So the fact that the questions always produce new and different changing answers is infuriating. And it makes people just lose it because it's like, well, why should I bother asking questions? The answers aren't going to be right tomorrow anyhow. But here's the thing. If we don't ask questions, we're not present. We are not aware. We are not consciously aware. And we're not self-aware. Self-awareness for everyone is truly for everyone. And this is a choice. When all is said and done, we get a choice in this matter. Ask questions or don't. Get to know yourself or not. Practice mindfulness or just allow routine and rote and the habits you've already built to carry you along and let life live you. Because that's what ends up happening. When we don't choose to work with mindfulness, we don't choose to take control. Some people are perfectly happy living this way, and if you're one of them, more power to you. If you're satisfied, if you're content, if life is giving you most of what you want, all of what you want, and you spend most of your time in a perfectly good place, hey, that's awesome. Congratulations. I am genuinely happy for you. If However, this is not always how you'd like it to be if you're not quite going in the direction you'd like to be in, if you find yourself asking, what am I doing and why 
and you don't know the answer until you ask the question, then maybe this is something you need to choose more regularly. This is something that for some people is extremely disturbing because it opens us up to an analysis of ourselves that lots of people are simply not comfortable with. And that's okay because for some people, there are things that they're just not able to deal with, at least not without help. This is where therapy comes in. This is where meditation comes in. This is where choices can be made that will help you find new balance. But it's always a choice. We can exist subconsciously and just let life live us and go with it. Likewise, you can curl up in a ball and wait for death and complain and worry and spend your entire life just waiting for the other shoe to drop because that's what ends up happening for some people. Or we can choose to be mindful. We can choose to ask these questions so that when we reach these points, we know what we're doing and why on a regular basis. Yes, the answer is going to change. Yes, that can be incredibly infuriating. And yes, I know that for a lot of people, this is totally circular logic as far as you're concerned. I mean, come on. How does this possibly work? But if you just pause and think about it for a moment, asking yourself any mindful question at the moment, what am I thinking? How am I feeling? What am I feeling? Right now, asking that question puts you in the now, and that is is mindfulness because that's conscious awareness. And that's what mindfulness genuinely is. It's not some cure-all. It's not some great buzzword phrase that can make all of our lives better. What it is is something that we can employ to be better connected not just to ourselves but to the world around us. But it begins starting within because everything in this life is an inside job. Everything starts in each and every one of us individually. We all have a choice. We can all decide to be more self-aware or not. We can be more mindful or just live subconsciously. The choice belongs to each of us. And of course, this is not something that's a one and done thing. It is a constant, ongoing activity because self-awareness is always changing because we're always changing. So unless we pause and ask ourselves questions and actively work on being more self-aware and consciously aware and mindful, conscious reality creation or veritably anything else we seek to control with the parts of our lives we can is that much more difficult to control. Let's be perfectly honest here, okay? The only thing over which we have control is ourselves, our mindset, our headspace, our psyche, selves. And our subconscious minds can be delved into and altered when we consciously take that control and do so. That's done via self-awareness and mindfulness, and that's done by asking questions that make us consciously aware and mindful so that we know what we're doing and why. Okay, at least twice a day for the next week, I'd like you to note the time write it down, and then write down the following questions and the answers to them. What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Right at that moment, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? And what time is it when you ask this question? At least twice a day for the next week, ask yourself this question. 
at the end of the week, I would like you to look back at what you wrote down and see what's changed, even subtly, because you were mindfully pondering and thinking about and feeling out what you were doing and why. And then for another week, I'd like you to ask and answer these questions again at least once a day, but you don't need to write it down. But make sure that you pause at least once a day and mindfully ask yourself, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? You don't need to write it down for that second week, but just at least once a day, make an effort to do that. At the end of these two weeks, please go ahead and review it. Do you feel like you've taken more control because you've been working on being more mindful? Do you feel like you're more knowledgeable about yourself and your intentions and what you're doing and why? Because once you ask these questions, you open yourself to greater self-awareness. And greater self-awareness via mindfulness is how we can each take greater control over our life experience and consciously create reality and choose the paths we most desire to traverse. Thank you for joining me for Self-Awareness for Everyone and sharing in this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and employing other tools for optimizing our life experiences. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjbleehart.com. You can also follow me via Instagram and Twitter at mjbleehart and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show and to Fee Mahoney, the creator of my cover art. Do go and check out her Etsy shop, Talia's Inspirations. Please pay a visit to my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published sci-fi and fantasy books on Amazon. I hope that you are discovering how self-awareness can be found via mindfulness and applied to improve not only your life experience, but maybe that of the people around you. And be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. Thank you.